0: Welcome to the HSP Podcast. I'm Julie B. a psychotherapist, and I specialize in the trait of high sensitivity. Today's episode is an impromptu chat that we did in my Sensitive Empowerment Community, and I also answered some questions that you may find very helpful. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and you can explore how to join my Sensitive Empowerment Community and check out all the resources that I have for highly sensitive people at sensitiveconnection.com. Enjoy this episode. Okay, welcome everybody, we're recording now. So we are doing an impromptu Q&A and chat and welcoming your questions. And uh, one of the first questions that came in was, Talking about toxic shame in regard to HSPs, Nancy's asked that, and I am curious about a little bit more information so that I can answer that well about what you mean. And you said, "I feel I have a lot of shame around this trait, and it's been occurring over and over again for a long time." And I know, uh, and that's one of the reasons I even wanted to talk about this, uh, but. So let's talk a little bit about that, but where do we think, guys, that the that the shame is coming from? And I, I'll i talk, and while you guys are kind of typing in to the chat, I'll talk a little bit about how I can ima- I can remember having that, uh, and sometimes I, I forget that I had that, and so it's great to sort of be connecting with you guys about this. Um, I remember, and you tell me if this is kind of what you mean, so that we can get some kind of... Relevance about it. I remember being afraid to tell people I was as sensitive as I was, and it had a lot to do with the fact that society told me that sensitivity was not a good thing. So, yeah, if society or our families uh, are telling us that being sensitive is not a good thing, it's not something we feel like we want to share because uh, we're worrying about judgment, we're judging ourselves. Um, And I absolutely remember keeping silent about stuff that I was sensitive about because I didn't want, um, I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want people to think that I was weak or fragile or a problem or, you know, taking up too much space in the world sort of. Uh, So is that kind of your experience you guys when you think about this? Yeah, Nancy's saying exactly yes. And so, Really, a lot of the work involves and I can talk to you about this because in in two different areas one in a personal area because I've lived this experience of feeling this way and then doing the work that it took and then now being at a place where I feel the exact opposite, where I feel it's a gift and and it took me a while to get there for sure. Um, and I think the, the, the process for me, and also then on the second level of that would be professionally working with HSPs all over the world for, for years now and just helping so many people through this process. Um, and, it, and it is a shift. Yeah, Tina's saying it's encouraging to know it's possible to make the shift. It is a shift. And, um, and, and it really, for me, I'll talk about myself on a personal level first. For me, it took a, a really deep understanding of the trait and uh, understanding why I was the way I was. You know, why was I feeling all these sensitivities? And instead of, it, so it started to shift then the, the concept of there's something wrong with me to, oh, you know, this is the reason why I get overstimulated. And I think that's why I got so excited about learning about the brain because it sort of made me feel like I'd stopped blaming myself for how I was experiencing things because I understood why, why my brain and nervous system was, was experiencing those things. So it's kind of like, for, for example, sensory overload. You know, if I, if I went to a, a really loud, busy restaurant or something like that with friends and I would be having a hard time hearing everybody because there's so much noise and then I would just feel so irritable when I would get home and completely overwhelmed. And as soon as I had an understanding why that was happening, It was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Um, And, you know, there's a a lot of different analogies you can make with it, too, and thinking about the shame that comes with lots of things. You know, I had shame for being gay, too. That was also part of my experience for a long time Um, and took a lot of time to, to shift that. And in both situations, and anything that we feel marginalized about, and we are marginalized as being only the twenty percent of the population, you—that's why I think it's so essential to be with each other, to be able to experience. You know, whether it's whether it's somebody that's you know coming out gay to be with other gay people, whether it's uh, somebody who has a trait of high sensitivity to be with other people who have that, and. Because you normalize it. That's the thing. You want to normalize it. Yeah. Other people are like this. And, and then to go to another layer of it to understand why, why we are like this and why we are needed um, to be like that, you know, why we're needed in the world as sensitive people that really shifted things for me when i started visualizing like living out on a tribe in the land and because this evolved as a survival strategy of the population so i really got into a space of thinking about okay why did we evolve this way as sensitive people you know and i'd love to hear from you guys tell me some reasons why you think we evolved for you know because we did evolve for a reason this this trait evolved as a survival strategy of the population, meaning we need a group of people who pay extra attention, who are sensitive to others, who have extra information. And when I started really understanding that, it was like, oh, that's the reason why I have so much information. And the issue isn't me. The issue is that I'm living in a world that's not set up for me. You guys get that? I think that's a powerful thing. The issue is not you. The issue is that you're living in a society that is created for the 80% level of sensory uh, information, for example. So that is key to really, really get, because suddenly it was like, oh, you know, this orchid that I have in my house if it's not doing well, it's not the orchid's fault. <laughs> it's because it needs to have a certain kind of care. Maybe I'm overwatering it, underwatering it, not enough light, too much light. We even have a joke in, in my family, my partner says, um, when, the, when the orchid starts doing well, she's she sort of jokes that it's like, uh-oh, maybe Julie's not doing well. <laughs> so it's kind of a joke amongst us because of the orchid analogy. Um, and then imagining another piece that really helped me was imagining when I was, if I was the person living out on that in that tribe in the land, I would have been that healer in the tribe and I would have had a lot of ability to heal my tribe, but I also wouldn't have been hanging out with the tribe all the time. I would have been doing, you know, my um, uh, quiet time, my downtime after healing and in between healing. And, and it really just started to help me shift my whole narrative and the other piece to that is is also that i want to add too and then i'm going to get to some of the things you guys are talking about but it's also important as we start learning tools to live in balance we just start feeling better and when you feel better you feel stronger and you start to move out of survival mode and you start to think like wow you know i can I I have a lot of gifts. That's another thing is you start to access your gifts when you're living in balance. So that's why a big part of my work has been, how do we get you guys to, you know, live in balance, access your gifts, start to feel strong and, and, and be around each other, which you guys are doing in this community, which is so important. I think you're already seeing that and that it's, I mean, you, you mirror in each other too. So when you start to realize like, wow, when I'm in this community of HSPs, everybody's so kind and supportive and caring and just really good humans. And you, you can start to see that in yourself too, because that is who you are as an HSP. So I don't know if that's been uh, kind of helpful to you guys or not, and if you have questions about it and I'll, and I'll go through some of what are the things that you guys have been talking about. Um. yeah, Nancy, I'm finally able in my life to, to set up a better environment. So I'm ready. Yeah. Setting up an environment for ourselves. Um, it, It's just so important to, because if, if the world is not going to set that up for us, that's the reason we have to advocate for that in, in what we need. And I call it plant the seeds of change. You know, I recognized early on that working for somebody else and doing a nine to five job and having a commute and that kind of a life wasn't going to work for me and it didn't work for me. So it wasn't an overnight situation to get to where I am now to have my own business, be my own boss, choose my own hours. This was something that I set up little seeds planting at a time to try to get to this point all along at the same time. Also, um, Learning my own balance. And you guys inspire me too. Like, I wanted to say that to you guys. I was thinking about this the other night. You guys inspire me too. Like, when I see you using your tools and sharing your wins, and it is so inspiring because I, th- I think it's contagious. Like, when we start to use our tools and we start to find our balance, I mean, I think it's in- contagious. Don't you guys think? Um, it's, it's just so, it's such an important thing. Um. Good. Yeah, Nancy. You're also setting up your business too. Good. Um. So let me see. Let me make sure I'm covering some things. I get a little bit behind sometimes. Yeah. The trait. Tina says trait keeps us safe, but today's world uh, overstimulation potential. Yeah. I mean, if we if we stop, if we change the narrative from there's something wrong with me too, it's just that my nervous system is overloaded and I need to find balance and that's the thing is and I and I know you guys are getting bits and pieces of that feeling now as you start to use tools that you start to recognize like wow I actually can feel pretty good and when I feel good I'm moving out of survival mode and it allows me to open up that energetic space that brain space um yeah Kathy says the world needs people who care so much it's just draining it is draining and we do care a lot. And that's where you have to find that balance. You cannot be somebody who gives and gives and gives and gives to others while not giving to yourself. And that's the thing. It's like we usually our default is about, you know, taking care of ourselves after we've fallen apart, right? And and, and that used to be mine too. I'd get sick and then I'd take days off. <laughs> because I was sick but the concept of what if we start taking care of ourselves in a way that helps us be balanced every day and there's no such thing as perfect balance and it is and, I, and I've shared this many times before that to me sensitive empowerment means that we we pay attention to the tools that we need we sharpen the tools that we have, we practice using them, we we pick them up when we drop them, we recognize when we need to create some new tools around something. And it's a constant process. It isn't something that you just become done with that and suddenly you're in some sort of a perfect space. That's not at all what it is. Um, and I think it's important to, to be real. And that's part of why I've always shared with you guys my own experiences and how I use tools and what works for me and how do I live in balance as a, as a super sensitive person at the highest level on my sensitivity scale? How do I do it? And it doesn't mean that I do it perfectly every day either. It's a empowerment. Sensitive empowerment is about like, Oh, wow, that didn't go very well. Let me go. What did, what happened? Let me rewind that tape and figure it out. How could I make that better next time? What tools would I need to pick up? oh, I forgot to take downtime, I overdid it, now I understand. And I'm always talking about like rewinding the tape, when something's not going well, rewind the tape, where did you notice it went wrong? What tools would have needed to be in place to fix it? Um, And then when things are going really well too, it's like, how can you continue that? It's like, oh, wow, I've been doing a lot of nature time, that's why I'm feeling so good, you know, just kind of examples like that. So is this kind of helpful, guys? Yeah, Nancy, I have to first keep putting myself in safer places for a while. Yeah, surround yourself with people who, you know, like in the community, it's so kind and giving and caring and supportive and it makes you feel safe. That's the kind of people we need to surround ourselves with because that's how we grow. Oh, yeah, cause I, I feel that too after learning about the trait, my feelings made sense. Exactly. And to shift away from judgment, self-judgment into self-compassion is, a, is such a powerful experience too. Um, and Tina says, I don't know if this is helpful, but my analogy is like I'm a person going to a potluck and I have a special dietary needs. I know what I need, and I don't take the foods I know aren't good for me. That's that's a great example. Yes, absolutely, and we wouldn't have a problem with that if somebody's like, "Oh, I'm allergic to to whatever this is." You know, I'm allergic to something this this vegetable or something. You're not going to expect that somebody's going to, um, you know, eat that. Or somebody who has diabetes and needs insulin. I mean, we don't judge those things. So why are we judging? our need for more downtime and there's 1.4 billion of us in the world so we are definitely not alone in this uh, linda says i want i wonder if i am afraid to watch it and not sure how i've grown up to know it's wrong yeah, and, but we can shift that. I've shifted that, and I mean, thousands of HSPs all over the world are shifting that, and you guys are starting to shift that. I've seen many of you when you first started, and this is one of the things I love about working with HSPs, um, it's really fun to watch you guys start to make the shifts. Like I remember some of you when you first started were um, speaking a lot more negative self-talk, and I'm starting to see that shift and that really excites me. So it's a process, it's a journey um, that, you, that you know that we're on together and we are supporting each other. And what's gonna happen, some of you who, who joined the community when we first started, you're gonna start noticing the difference of new members that join. And you're going to see yourself in some of those new members. And that's when you're going to start to notice some of your growth too. Have you guys already been noticing that? Some of you that have been with us from, from the beginning. Catching up on some of these. Oh, I love all your talks guys. Um, G says, uh, possible question if you think it will help everyone here. When I overthink things as an HSP, I can feel I give out nervous energy that can sometimes affect others. But my tendency to think more is a superpower. I find it hard to find a balance between it being a superpower and the nervous energy I feel I might give out using the superpower. Um, I think that we are, uh, it's really common for us to to sort of overthink, we're, because we're processing everything so much, and that's where um, meditation, the, the process of meditation is really important on a daily basis for HSPs, because it starts to train your brain to have that ability to pause, reflect, and respond. And it also trains your brain to be able to uh, sort of distinguish the difference between maybe overthinking and ruminating versus processing because there's a little bit of an anxiousness that's attached to ruminating, for example, um, versus processing because we have to process what we take into our nervous system container. We have to process that and there's no way out. That's something, that's why we need that extra time to process. Um, Becca says, I've shared about being HSP with non HSP friends. I suppose I prefer validation from them, but they may have not shown interest or acknowledgement. I don't feel supported by them. Rather, they're um, weird with their own issues. And Nancy says, so the course is helping. Julie, slow and steady. Good, good. I'm so glad that you're taking that brain training course and and supporting yourself with that And, and, and that's exactly it it's a training where we sort of do it one step at a time um and becca yeah you know i think that a lot of times when we're seeking validation from other people um what we really need is validation within ourselves and that's, that's where the answer is validation within yourself within your own being, because if you truly do validate it within yourself, you don't need another person to validate it, we don't need somebody else to fill up that container. And some of that is sense of self development. Um, And something I've seen a lot in HSPs is that we, many of us don't have a a very strong sense of self development. And, And I think it has a lot to do with this external focus that we have, that we sort of are looking towards others a lot, whether it's that we're trying to fix or help others, or we're looking to be validated by others. But what it really is is it's sort of like having a, a container that's empty inside of us, and we're asking other people to fill it. But the problem with that is it might be getting filled with stuff that shouldn't be in there, um, and we get we become reliant on that other person, which can create a dependency rather than being able to say, this is how I experience things and this is, and I validate it for myself. And so I myself had to work on that sense of self-development as well. And um, wow, what a difference the world is having that. And it's part of what you guys are doing right now too, is developing that. Yeah. Tina says, "Um, I can relate to slow and steady Each win builds for the next, no matter the magnitude of the win. Yes, this is why I want to celebrate wins with you guys. Why I have a whole topic about uh, sensitive empowerment wins, because we definitely, I mean, we we are so hot on ourselves that it's important for us to be celebrating the small things, you know, the little things. uh, You know, like I shared in my brain training program, my story of um, my different personal stories of. you know, of not even being able to buy a special drink at the store, like a ginger drink that uh, at the, at this deli. and you know, it was a win for me to to go do that, to be able to buy it and to treat myself in that way when I hadn't never been treating myself and and just little things like to me, that was a significant win that I still remember because I re- remember thinking like wow i'm I'm doing this because I'm finally." taking care of myself and paying attention to my needs. And it was a good feeling. Yeah, Nancy. And I I don't think you said that if you feel like you went backwards, it's not a failure. And I don't think there's any such thing as backwards. I actually like to call that, that we dropped our tools for a while. And that happens. It happens to everybody. Um, And I like, and I like to just sort of remind you that you can go back and pick up your tools. And and if you don't have the tools that you need, then you can develop those tools. And you guys are here in this community and you're, you're interacting and you're, um, you're making these efforts. And I mean, these are such huge things to be doing um, that I really hope that you guys are proud of yourselves. Um, and Tina says, and to take that analogy further, I'm not asking for special treatment. Like, who put the eggs in this? I can't have eggs. It's just like a pass on that dish without any big deal. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I've noticed when I work with HSPs too, when they start sort of advocating for their needs, like, say, some, maybe you're at uh, somebody's house or a family event or something like that, and it's an all day thing. Uh, I really like to encourage HSPs to get outside and take a little walk if possible, to take little breaks away from the crowd or the energy, or especially if there's somebody toxic around you. And one of the things that comes up a lot is that people recognize that other people don't think it's that big of a deal when we actually ask, we just... They were like, oh, you know, I'm going to go outside for a a moment or I'm going to go for a little walk. I'll be right back. The people don't really actually care that much (laughs) that we're doing that. And it's okay because when you come back, you're more present and you're you've taken some time to take care of yourself. So that's just kind of a little example. I'm just reading some more what you guys are saying. Um, you're welcome. Gee, I'm glad that that was helpful to you. <clears throat> Annabelle says, Kathy, I love that you call you the new me. I relate to this. I also noticed the shift in me. It feels like coming home. Oh, that's so beautiful. You are coming home. You're, 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 you're finally connecting to that space inside of yourself. And what a beautiful thing that is. Kathy says, I did work on self-love and dealing with feelings of unworthiness. I read 20 pages of Radical Acceptance by Tara Brach, and my trance of unworthiness was gone and had it all my life. Wonderful. Yeah, Tara's work is is great. Uh, Susan says, my doctor says, yeah, yeah, I know. When I tried to give her the article on HSPs, Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I think advocating to work with mental and medical health professionals who are going to listen to your needs are so important and who, you know, if we can approach them and say, this is important to me that you understand this about me. And we're looking for them to take that time with us. And if they are not going to, if they're brushing us off or unwilling and we've made that request, I think finding a different doctor or mental health professional might be a good idea because you really want to work with someone that is interested in understanding and it's absolutely essential for your team to to understand you and have the best care for you. Yeah, Tina, you're recognizing your... Your doctor wouldn't honor it. And, and the way that I suggested it is, yeah, to be able to say, you know, have you heard about the trait of high sensitivity that 20% of the population has? That means about one in five of your patients have this trait and you've probably noticed that there's a group of patients who, who experience things a little bit differently. They might be more sensitive to medications, uh, different things like that. And this is a really great thing for you to understand because it's going to help you understand a big portion of your, of your patients. And if you're talking to a mental health professional, something that's really fascinating is even though this is only 20% of the population, there's estimates that say that about 50% of clients in therapy have this trait. So you're definitely paying it forward to teach and educate your mental and medical teams about this trait because you're helping yourself and you're helping all the HSPs that come after you. And Tina says, yes, the trick is not to get into the why of a need for a walk, just say and do. Yeah, I mean, and if somebody says, why do you need a walk? I mean, it can just be as simply as it makes me feel good, you know, and we don't have to explain ourselves and we can be really matter of fact about it. Yes, yeah, G says, taking time out of the gathering might help others to feel, they can do the same. Exactly, you're setting up a precedent. Imagine that you're role modeling self-care and that's a huge thing to role model. And if if I missed anybody's, um, anybody's questions or anything, please put them in again. Oh, she says, I love this community and have such a warm feeling being with you all. I love that so much. That's such a beautiful thing. And, and I 100% know that you guys lift each other up in the world. Nancy <laughs> says, ditto. Yeah, you, we lift each other up in the world. I mean, that's why it's so important to be together and to be able to say, um, yeah, this is my experience and that's your experience too. And notice how kind and gentle other HSPs are with our feelings, the way that we care about each other, that's who you are in the world. You're that person. And and, and and people in this community are are giving that back to you as well. And that's a really powerful thing. It's so beautiful. And I'm so proud of you guys. Like, uh, really seriously proud of you for the way that you show up and you keep trying and you share parts of yourself and you support each other. And it's really a beautiful thing. Kathy says, I love being with other HSPs. I haven't met many and I feel wonderful being with people who think and feel like I do. Yes, 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 yes. I totally agree with you. You're my favorite people. Becca, we've already understand each other without having to explain the details of the trait. yes it's so important (laughs) it's really nice because yeah i mean a lot of us have been surrounded by the majority who don't have it so to be able to spend time in a space and it and it's so powerful like that's why i wanted to do this community because it's so powerful for us to be together and and i completely believe we lift each other up in the world and that's such a beautiful thing well, we had kind of a nice little chat today anyway, didn't we? I guess we'll, I'll definitely be in touch with you guys to let you know about um, next week's event, too. And I hope you guys can join me for um, for next week's event that I'm doing about friendships and relationships. So part two to that. And be sure that you um, check out part one in our HSP library. Um, so... That you can get caught up on it and ask your questions and all of that, um, because I think it's you all deserve to have really good relationships and good friendships with people and I, I really do hope that when you are um, when you are here in the community, when you sort of connect with somebody in particular, send them a message, send them a private message because you can do that in the community and say, you know, I just really loved what you said about whatever it was, or I just wanted to take a moment and connect for and see if you'd like to chat a little bit, you know, taking that step to build friendships, even in this community is a powerful thing. Um, And I encourage it. Uh, yeah, Linda says, I think by now for the length of time I've been with you, Julie, I should be further along, but I think before in seven steps to embody your sensitivity was the beginning. I think now everything is resonating more and I'm getting it finally. That's wonderful, Linda, and there's no such thing as it taking too long or anything like that because we all, and it also depends on what we have going on in our lives. So there's a way, the waves of life kind of go up and down and sometimes we're kind of getting everything right and in balance, and sometimes we're not. And But the, the true key to empowerment really is to recognize and to pay attention and keep using that your incredible level of consciousness to, to pay attention to what you need and what kind of tools you might have and ask your questions and participate in these events like you've been doing. And you're growing so much, all of you, that it's really a beautiful thing. Nancy says, thank you. Again, Julie, grateful to feel comfortable to grow here. I'm so glad that you're here and that you feel that comfort. Uh, Kathy says, it was wonderful today. Thank you, Julie, and everyone with all your comments. Um, and uh, Tina says, thanks, everybody. Aha moment. These live events fill my positive tank. I love it. Yes. Good. Thank you, guys, for being here and um, because as Julie, it's always feels good to hear you say we're growing. I love the support. You are growing and I see it every day and I'm so proud of you guys. And thank you for showing up and being here for each other and for being willing and open to learning and growing and sharing. And I mean, it's what makes this community such a beautifully special space. So thank you everybody. and as I said before, put your, uh, if you want particular topics to be talked about, please add them into the community posts that I've put for you guys to add your topics that you want us to talk about. Uh, and, you know, I'm definitely here to support you guys and, and keep track of what you need. And uh, I'm just so proud of you guys and love spending time with you guys. Thanks for being here. And uh, definitely we will be in touch and I hope to see you on in next week's live event and within the community itself. You guys take extra good care of yourselves out there and uh, let's keep connected in the community. Okay, thank you for being here and thanks for your questions and all the connections. So take good care of yourselves out there and we will be in touch in the community. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. If you find the episodes that we do in the HSP podcast supportive to you, please consider sharing episodes to help other HSPs. And if you would like to ask me questions, join my community, check out my books and courses for highly sensitive people, you can visit my website at sensitiveconnection.com.